Hi guys and welcome back to Perspective. It's your girl Sahara Bay and today I will be talking about a couple of different issues that have happened, you know, this month um and recently. And so one of those topics is the sentencing of Dante Wright's murderer and it upset me, but I'm like I'm not even surprised like at all. The fact that Kim Porter only got two years, which isn't even two years, it's like a year and some change because of parole. So I, I think someone said 16 months. And it, it's just like so disappointing. I'm not surprised. I can't be surprised. I'd be a fool to be surprised, but it's, it's been almost a year since he he passed that was april of last year of 2021 and i just think that like i don't understand why there wasn't adequate justice and i think i do know why i think it's i think it's because black lives matter wasn't a trend anymore you know it's a it's a it's a legitimate movement and a serious serious movement and it's not a joke but a lot of people played into a trend and so it was on every poster and it was on everyone's facebook feed and ig post and snapchat stories and now that it's not now that the people it doesn't really matter to moved on it gave room for this to happen 16 months in prison Eight months of supervised release. Like, what is supervised release? How that is not fair. And then it's it's like the crazy part is that people like the exonerated five from the Central Park jogger case got like fifteen years or or whatever. Still more than what she got, and they didn't they didn't even hurt anyone they were completely innocent and not only that the central park jogger case wasn't even murder which was still completely horrible and i think the time given would be appropriate to someone who actually perpetrated that crime kim porter clearly killed dante wright in two years two years it feels like Derek Chauvin all over again, where the time just doesn't make sense. She gets to move on with her life in 16 months. She has to move on with her life. He is gone. He is not alive anymore. And this is this is like we protest and we fight and, and we get, you know them to be arrested and there to be a trial and then at the end it's like they just go halfway like oscar grant it was like the same thing the man was was trialed and then he only got i believe a couple of months like 14 months six seven, same thing i don't they don't take us seriously and then the, the question is after is what do we do now what's next i'm pretty sure that's on 
a lot of civil rights leaders' minds. What do you what do you do now? Because they know it makes us upset. So what what do we do next? And I think perhaps it's you know laws in place, but that's obviously easier said than done. And I think there needs to be like different different approaches. And I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna start thinking of what these different approaches are because no one wants the same thing to happen again. And we're bound to have, you know, more police brutality until that is situated and fixed and, and made better. But until then there needs to be something so so where when these people who literally murder people or brutalize people are actually held accountable. There's no apprehension to charge a black person with so much time for nonviolent offenses. Think of how many people are, how many black people are in jail for weed, marijuana. More time than what she got. There's a there's a rapper. Her name is JT from City Girls, and she made a I think it was a Twitter post saying that Dante Wright's murderer got less time than her, and she was in jail for fraud. I like I it still baffles me that people who actually take another life can get away with it with like no time. Like she gets to go back to her family. It's like her life isn't even disrupted. Especially if she doesn't have a conscious. Her life isn't disrupted at all. And that's white privilege. And I feel like it would have been a perfect time to do what's right for Dante Wright. But they didn't. And it sucks. And speaking of time perfect times to do something right was the super bowl halftime show i was so excited to see hip-hop be like the main focus i was like super excited i was waiting for some surprise to guess 50 cent was like that was nice but i was just you know i love every performer there but I, it was so underwhelming it was not gonna lie i would never lie to you guys I was so disappointed and not just because of the music aspect like yes I thought it could have been longer but not even be not even like in terms of music or choreography because that was dope or the set that was was cool too but the lack of political statements because here's the thing I know that not every artist likes to take a political approach in their music which I completely understand. But in moments like when you have a platform like the Super Bowl and so much is going on to your people, it is the, the perfect time to, to say something, to stand up. And then it's just like, these are a group of people, pioneers, right? Who haven't been afraid to say what they wanted to before. Like, 50 Cent says whatever he wants to. Snoop Dogg says whatever he wants to say. Dr. Dre literally produced 
F the police. Like, I just... And then... And then it was also, like, kind of funny how the only person who did stand up... Well, not say anything, but you, you know what I mean. The only person who made a statement was Eminem. And it's just like... I don't know. I felt like, you know... Our people could have done a little bit better. I feel like Dr. Dre could have done better. Snoop could have done better. 50. Kendrick, to a degree. But I really wanted to focus on Snoop and Dr. Dre. I just really wanted them to make a statement. Like, you're from California, L.A., where the L.A. riots happened. They were alive for that. I was not alive for that. They were. And, and the reason why this happened is the same, the reason why this being the LA riots in 92, it was stemmed by police brutality. Some, the same thing that's going on right now, the same exact thing, sparked by the acquittal of the police who beat, beat and brutalized Rodney King. What is going on right now? What does the world look like right now for black people? I, literally, like, Dante Wright's murderer was sentenced to, like, 16 months in prison. That's nothing. The LA riots also happened because of the murder of a 15-year-old girl named Latasha Harlan. First of all, I didn't even know that. I was, like, I, I went and I was researching so I could make a few points, and I came across her death and her murder which I definitely want to discuss in depth in the future because her story was so so close and so like similar to Trayvon Martin's story and and it it further supports something that I always say which is that history repeats itself every time it feels like nothing that happens is new you can always find trace of it in something that has occurred in the past she was 15 years old and and it's and it's not taught to us it's not something that's taught and i i think we should do a better job as a people not not black people not white no as people in general and in, in educating people about horrible things that have happened. Not just slavery, though people don't know what happened during that time in depth either and they're so desensitized to it and they think it happened so long ago when it really didn't. But even the things that have happened in the 90s, I can, I guarantee if I went up to half of the students at my school and I asked them if they knew who Rodney King was, maybe like 99% of them would say no. Like, I'm serious, 99% of them probably would say no. And you can't blame them for it, it's just a lack of education. But anyways, back to the halftime show. I just really wish that there were statements and protest through music. Nina Simone's, something that she said, it, it sits with me 
literally all the time. If I'm writing a song, if I don't know what to write about. She said that, um, this is roughly, I'm not looking at a quote, but that the music that we create should reflect the times. If you're an artist, it should reflect the times. And the Super Bowl halftime show, the audience, there were millions of people watching. And this is the first time that hip hop was at a forefront and I feel like they just dropped the ball completely. And I'm only like this because when I listen to, you know, songs Dr. Dre produced, or when I'm looking at LA's climate, Compton's climate, Back when they were in their prime, it was police brutality. It was it was racial profiling. It was injustice. And I and that's something that's still going on today. And it wasn't it wasn't discussed. And that like I was waiting for it. Honestly. I was like, oh yeah, they're about to make a sick. Well, I didn't know what to expect. But you know, and then immediately when I saw when I saw Eminem take a knee, I was like, you know what? I, I immediately knew what he was doing. After he was said no, by the way, he wasn't supposed to do that. They told him not to do that. Specifically told him not to do that. And he did it anyway. And then the, the, the way he was the only person who did it, you know, you obviously don't know what goes on behind the scenes. So I'll, I'll give them that. Maybe they didn't know. He was about to take any, but it would have been so powerful if they all took a knee together. Especially with how the NFL treats its players now, what goes on with players now. You know, the NFL is made up of a lot of black people, black men. And I just feel like I I know I sound like so upset about this, but I really I really do think that we should have done better. Like imagine. Close your eyes, imagine what if what it would have looked like for Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, 50 Cent, Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Blotch, and the ultimate ally, Eminem all on one knee at the Super Bowl with millions of people watching with all these NFL, you know, owners watching because a lot of them are old and racist and for them to to watch that, especially with hip hop being the forefront, it would have been like beautiful. And then also, I was surprised they didn't mention Nipsey like at all. Or Tupac, like major people in LA. I don't know, that really, that really got it. That really had me. I was just like, there's so much that could have been, you know, done in that performance. But specifically again, you know, politically making a statement. Yeah, anywho, I also wanna talk about mental health in the black community. It's so important, it's so important. And I, it's a layered topic. 
it's deep and it's a reality for black people and also i just want to say that i'm specifically discussing black people in relation to mental health because for one it's black history month but also because it's something that i know and recognize in in my community and it's a perspective that i have i have a perspective for the fact that like in terms of the black community and then also you know mental health in general i know it's something that in general affects people but specifically in the black community it may look a little different that's all and so one of the biggest examples that it's going on right now is kanye west and he's someone that i i love his music i love him as a like you know as an artist as someone that i grew up listening to and who has really pioneered music and the sound we hear today but he's going through it and it's not even like really what he's saying and what he's doing that's it's horrible it's sad yeah but it's how people are responding to it people are laughing and making memes and tuning in to see someone you know hurt everyone around him and and that's a and and whether or not i don't know also like people are asking whether it's true or not like is he really going through a mental health crisis or or is it just you know publicity or or whatever and let's just say that this is you know because of mental health then we shouldn't be laughing about it we should be taking it seriously he said he has bipolar disorder. His actions are aligned with what it what it looks like to have, you know, mental health disorder. And, it, and, and seeing him ruin friendships with like Kid Cudi or publicly attack his ex-wife. Like, you gotta remember, this is a... First of all, he's a human being. So no one who's going through something like this should be laughed at, period. But he's also a father... And he's also a friend and a son. And he's a human being. And I think people are so desensitized to not only, you know, celebrities and when they're going through stuff, when they're spiraling. Like, you know, look at Britney Spears. People looked at it as entertainment. Or when Justin Bieber was going through what he was going through a few years ago. Or Miley Cyrus. Or whoever... When they're going through th- through these things, people look at it as entertainment because they are entertainers. So everything they do must be funny or must be whatever. But then specifically with black people, mental health isn't our mental health isn't taken seriously. Sometimes not by each other, and sometimes especially not by other other people. And so to see Kanye spiral publicly very publicly and that people find it funny not everyone finds it funny but a lot of people do and a lot of people is entertained by it and I really want to express how his mental illness isn't different just because of his social status just because of his you know prominence in in, you know in music or in and just in him being a celebrity. It's like, 
I like look I literally look at all the memes that that are about Kanye or Twitter post or IG post or whatever and it's it's so it's so sorry it's it's so sad and I'm so sorry that people can't differentiate what is entertainment and what is mental health and even if this was a quote-unquote form of entertainment it is a very it, it still wouldn't be funny i don't know that's really honestly how i look at it i think mental health within the black community isn't taken seriously enough and this is this is a prime example of it and i think we as a people we really need to do better like all people in taking mental health seriously and this is a perfect time to do that because we're in a we're in a a space where mental health is at least being discussed when before it was ignored and so i think right now is a perfect time for i don't know maybe like other celebrities to come and say okay kanye's going through something it's mental it's a mental whatever and if it's not then fine but i i really do think it is and i also think that this happens to people in people's regular lives without the cameras without the publicity all the time all right guys that's all for this episode of perspective i am so excited to be talking with you guys again and sharing my perspective and we will be having so many more episodes this this season, interviews, you know, discussing with with other people. And again, I'm so excited to be talking to you guys and sharing my perspective. That's all for this episode. Bye.